This Prop Talk recording is a news and opinion product that is the property of Original Prop Blog LLC, all rights reserved. Original Prop Blog LLC is not responsible for any statements or opinions expressed by the guests of this program. Live on tape from the OPB studios in Northern California, it's Prop Talk. Brought to you by the Original Prop Blog, we're making analog connections across the world. Each podcast features one-on-one chats with special guests to discuss the hobby of collecting original movie props and costumes. The Original Prop Blog is the original source of news, information, and opinion about authentic popular culture artifacts and memorabilia from film and television. Now, let's join our host, Jason DeBorg. So make a wiki noise. <laughs> okay, I think we're good. We're good. Let's go. <laughs> All right, so welcome to Prop Talk. This is our, we're going to call this the holiday special. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Comic Con edition. We were actually, this is uh, my interview with um, Dan Hill. Welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here at Comic Con exclusive interview international (laughs) yeah we were gonna actually do this last December and and we're joking that we're gonna call it the holiday special because um, in honor of the horrible Star Wars television show that um, I think Lucasfilm wants to pretend doesn't exist anymore so this is like our version of that in podcast style yeah and uh, we were gonna talk in all Wookiee but (laughs) we might spare you the uh... but you can give us a sample yeah (laughs) (laughs) And ironically <laughs> enough, I just met Peter Mayhew and got his autograph and got my picture taken with him, so it seems appropriate. So, you work for Prop Store, and yes. what is your title? You're a warehouse manager? I am the warehouse manager. Alright, so what do, you, what do you do for Prop Store? Well, uh, when I first started working there, as a reggae band walks by... Should we stop? Yeah. This will be our intermission. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. Yeah, we're actually outside sitting right near the ocean here outside the backside of Comic Con. So um, if you hear any weird noises, people screaming, um, you know, that's what's going on. So, okay. It's the craziness. So, warehouse manager for Prop Store, what what do you do? I I started working there uh, about three years ago as just a helper for. Brandon when he was getting the the prop store started and uh, basically what I do there is uh, I handle uh, you know customer service uh, organize the warehouse and uh, uh, handle all shipping inquiries and uh, things of that nature keeping things clean and and uh, protected while they're stored at our facilities. And you guys just moved to a new, larger facility, right? Yep, yep. Uh, 9,000 Fulbright in Chatsworth. Uh, it's like 9,000 square feet, so it's a lot of lot of space to cover. So that's 9,000 square feet, like just floor space, and then it, yeah. it has super high ceiling where you're just yep. stacking stuff. And, yep. and how full yep. is it? Uh, it's, getting, it's getting pretty full, but hopefully that'll change with more sales. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, how many people work at um, your Los Angeles location? There? Well, it is, let's see, there's Brandon, Marcellus, myself, Lauren, Caleb, and 
Casey. So six. And were you the first employee? I well, after Brandon. Yeah, after Brandon, I was the first U.S. employee. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Pretty cool. And that was how long ago? That was three years ago. I moved out here shortly after Brandon did, and uh, I just started coming, well, like looking for work. And uh, since we've known each other our whole lives, he's like, you know what? Just come in the prop store and help me. We just got a bunch of like mummy costumes in right. from uh, from the mummy, and so my first job was to, you know, pick out of these huge boxes full of Arabian sand and put together. <laughs> Like which turbans go with which thing, and that was my first uh, first glance into uh, doing screen captures and figuring out who wore what and and what was going on. Yeah. So, all right. So let's let's go back to the the early days back in Maryland, right? Back where it all began. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I was born in Washington D.C. and then raised in Columbia, Maryland, and uh, me and Brandon were actually. Uh, pretty much next door neighbors our entire lives. So there stemmed the, the love for Star Wars. And uh, so I was well, well aware what, what I was getting myself into even back then. I would uh, sell Brandon my Star Wars toys. <laughs> All right, so, so we, we spoke about this a little bit during the con this week and uh, I, I was just dying laughing. Why don't you tell the audience um, about these special Star Wars figures you're selling, Brandon? Well, they were actually <laughs> my brother's uh, Star Wars toys that were kind of not so much passed down to me, but I just kind of stole them. <coughs> and uh, I have always had a, an obsessive compulsive uh, nail biting thing, and uh, that transcended to <laughs> those action figures. So. If Brandon ever tries to sell you down the line some Star Wars toys with chewed up hands, those are, <laughs> those are due to me. Yep. Now, did you were you and Brandon into like the same stuff like Star Wars and yep. you know all, all Indiana Jones and all that? Yep, absolutely. Him, him more so than me, but I, I you know, I was always familiar with the movies and I, I loved them. I would like fake sick when I was a kid so I could come <laughs> home and play Star Wars with my mixed. Uh, collection of G.I. Joes and uh, and Star Wars figures and uh, we were actually he's gonna kill me for saying all this <laughs> stuff. <laughs> we were in the in a Ghostbusters club and you know Batman clubs and all kinds of stuff so it was pretty fun I've, I've definitely had a well well-rounded knowledge of movies all my life because of Brandon and our our club. So, so were your G.I. Joe figures like pacifists since they couldn't hold any weapons since yeah. their hands were all chewed yeah. off? <laughs> I had to imagine them holding weapons so that so I could actually get a game of violent G.I. Joe in. <laughs> so, um, did, so you collected, I mean you, you were kind of a collector but not hardcore like Brandon was just obsessed with this stuff, right? Yeah, um, well with the toys or the... Yeah, the toys and... Yeah, I just I would get them handed down t to me from my brother, and I would just play with them. But Brandon was the he was the hunter and the the seeker of this stuff, and I would always uh, always wonder as we grew up like where he would go. He just all of a sudden be in Africa, and be like <laughs> Brandon, why the hell did you just go to Africa? And he'd be like, Oh, I just found some Star Wars stuff. And like, okay, that's interesting. And then who knew we'd all be here where we are selling movie props together? It's uh, it's pretty fun. Yeah. yeah. Now. 
what what drew you out to Los Angeles? Well, me and my girlfriend, both our best friends, lived out here. Brandon, uh-huh. and then and then her best friend. So uh, I I majored in mass communications and theater in college. So I had some aspirations of being a a famous Hollywood actor, but um, the prop store was just so freaking awesome that I had to sign on full time and uh, <laughs> and get into it. It's a really really fun fun place to work and uh and the role of turtle is already cast for entourage exactly right? exactly <laughs> and uh vin diesel already has a stunt double and <laughs> i gotta get about to 40 years old before i can even kind of look like him again <laughs> <laughs> so um when you started working at prop store like what was because the thing that's interesting to me is you know you you work there Mm-hmm. But it's not like you were a collector of props first before you worked there. So, right. so what was it like kind of coming into this world and learning it and learning the people and the terminology and how the stuff works and authentication and everything? Gotcha. Um, well, coming into it, I, I really didn't understand at first glance the, the detail that you have to put into, into sorting the stuff out. Like I said, my first, uh, my first experience working with props was separating mummy costumes and things from from these big uh, wardrobe boxes and and Brandon had asked me to watch the movie and I'm like well I've already seen the movie and but having that having that knowledge of of films and things I have a good memory and I love I love movies anyway so I kind of knew where things were but I wasn't sure as to like if I have to like what screen matching does to costumes and 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 what what that means for like you know prices and and uh and, and the, the want to have those things being exactly matched, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, coming in, uh, you know, I started to pay more attention to that, of course, and um, you, you, just, you just learn that who holds what and, and what a hero weapon is and what a stunt weapon is and, uh, you know, when these things would be used and how to, how to take care of them. Brandon and Steven pretty much taught me everything and, uh, when I first started my first year there, I, I flew out to, to the UK and learned a lot about like uh, how to package these things because I mean it's really meticulous and there's, the items are so fragile that you know you have to you have to go deeper and deeper into how to take care of these things and, and uh, how fragile they, they really are. You know, yeah. always over bubble, <laughs> over bubble wrap. When you think that it's not, when you think that it's packaged good. I do like three more layers of bubble wrap. Yeah. So sorry everyone out there who's <laughs> fumbling through peanuts and <laughs> massive amounts of bubble wrap and fabric. <clears throat> so do you, do you guys have, do you occasionally come across stuff that you just can't ship out because it's like impossible due to size or yeah, fragility yeah. or? We, we got a bunch of Stargate stuff that, uh, it's really, they're really, really cool intricate props, but they're, it's a lot of set deck and just really, really massive things. So a lot of the time the the biggest uh, the biggest problem is how can we get this to people right. without damaging it? And uh, I mean, we use like different freight companies and and stuff, of course. But it becomes comes a little pricey. Yeah. So so if you need to ship fragile stuff to England, you do you do like containers and stuff, and then have them 
get it to like say if someone in England buys something and then kind of have them disperse it from there. Yeah, or? we we have uh, different freight agents sometimes. Usually we we go through FedEx because we uh, we get awesome discounts and things. But uh, for the most part, it's it's through FedEx. But with bigger stuff, we can do like sea freight and ocean freight. I, I could ship a person to, to Abu Dhabi <laughs> now if I wanted to because it's definitely crazy uh, the the size of these boxes sometimes and, and like what's in them. Yeah. I'll, be, I'll be packing a box in the back and it'll be a half-wrapped, you know, bloody dead body and the FedEx guy will come in and he won't he won't bat an eyelash with just like anything else, <laughs> but really uh, it looks like I'm packing a dead body. <laughs> So what are some of the coolest pieces that you've seen come through since you've been working there? Man, um, oh, oh, the uh, the Batman costume that we have from Batman Returns, uh, Keaton's is really, really awesome. Uh, was um, that at Comic-Con last year? That was or the at, year before? Uh, yeah, we, yeah, we brought it the first year we came here. Okay. So, uh, two years ago? Yeah, something like 2008? that. 2008? Yeah, something that was like a that was a big hit. Um, you know, the Superman costumes that we've had in the past, um, those are really cool, you know, just because, you know, Christopher Reeves and uh, his whole thing, and it's, it's freaking Superman, you know? Every kid wants to see the Superman costume when they grow up, but that's the cool thing about working there is that you never, I never really knew that this stuff was attainable after it's made, after it's made and, and already used. It was really, really cool to, like, actually see this stuff that, that is it, you know. I, I, I get it now. I, I, I can't say that in the beginning I did get it, but you know I can see that this stuff really uh, strikes a chord in people's childhoods and 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 lives. You know, movies are a big deal in the U.S. and all over the world. Yeah. So. So have have you bought any props yet? I have. So you, so you have a collection now. I have a I have a small modest collection now of uh, my my prized possession now is my favorite movie is the Jura uh, Jurassic Park uh -huh. and I have uh, an original license plate from one of the Jeeps. Oh, it, cool! It wasn't used, but it was a backup, and I got it all framed up in our awesome display cases, yeah. courtesy of Wayne Creative Leader Solutions. <laughs> uh, meaningless plug for that place to do great work with frame displays and, and laser cut mats and things but I also have um, uh, I have a, a Star Wars Chewbacca fur frame display and uh, a Pirates of the Caribbean golden coin and uh, I have a, uh, a stunt weapon from the Pacific and cool I have uh, my 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 nerdiest and creepiest item is uh, uh -oh. <laughs> Rebecca Romaine's uh, latex uh, breasts from X-Men. Why does that not shock me? <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty cool though because uh, she signed the inside and it says like XX on it. And I got to figure out how to display them. So yeah. if, uh, if anyone has any ideas, let me know after you <laughs> hear this interview. Yeah, I have no idea on that one. I can't help you. <laughs> they, they've never been worn by me. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. That would devalue it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So how do you guys decide, like, uh, when you get stuff, what to sell kind of as is and what to make displays? Um, you know, yeah. it, it depends on um, what the item is. I mean, if it's 
if it's a small piece like a like a, a tiny gun but but very prevalent in the film we want to want to make it better and make it displayable like a, a piece of art would be you know that's, right. that's what I've learned that uh, brings more value to the piece and it's just easier to uh, to display it makes makes it art you know yeah. like, uh, we had some some booty sweat cans from Tropic Thunder and <laughs> and money and things but you know it's hard you, you don't want to just lay out fake money you know right so uh, getting it framed up and displayed makes it that much cooler in my eyes I, I love the displays those are my favorites yeah now yeah. creative laser does all of them some of them yeah they do I think they do most of our, our frame displays yeah they do the, the laser cut matting and yeah. then, and then we get them, uh, we get them mounted on, uh, you know, plastic backing and things like that. Now they're based in the UK. Yes. So does that make it hard if you have stuff in the U.S. getting that, or do they just yes, ship they it just, all out? We just get a bunch uh, laser cut and then shipped over to us in bulk, basically. Yeah. When, when we when we get new stuff in, but uh, yeah. So. When you're selling stuff and shipping stuff out, like what percentage are going to collectors in the U.S. and versus England versus other places? We do a lot of, and in our LA office, we ship a lot of stuff to the U.K. You a do? lot of stuff, yeah, yeah, a lot of buyers out there, and um, you know, just really all over New York. We ship a lot of things to New York, uh, uh, Colorado, Arizona, um, a lot of Texas collectors, and. Um, Florida, yeah, a lot of cool stuff in Florida, and uh, yeah. So really, really anywhere, you know. Every now and then there'll be a uh, do a lot of orders for Japan and things. And I never thought I'd be shipping this much stuff to all over the place, but yeah, it's cool. So what's the most obscure country you know that you've shipped stuff to that would be kind of surprising people? Let's see. Uh, Saudi Arabia, yeah. Uh, Abu Dhabi, I think we've sent something to one time, and um, big collector in Switzerland that we ship a lot of stuff to. Cool. <laughs> They're coming for us. <laughs> Run, Jason. <laughs> I'm gonna jump in the water. <laughs> so, um, how do do you know how most of your customers find you? Uh, mostly through the website. Yeah, through the website, the you know word of mouth and um, probably the the heavy heavy traffic to the original prop blog and <laughs> uh, you know we have a, a Facebook fan page that, that they find out information on. We always do like giveaways and and uh, you know contests to get people to go to there and um, but it's such a, a, a interesting well knit uh, group of. Uh, of collectors, it's uh, it's really cool. A lot of a lot of trading and uh, and just people seem to know who has what and what's coming and what's going. And I, I think that that's a really really cool thing about this prop community that it is so well knit and uh, a niche. Yeah, yeah. So how do you guys get a lot of um, people looking to consign or like trade? one piece like or a couple pieces up to a bigger piece and things like that yeah some of that we do we do some trading uh we do some um a lot of consignments and 
Uh, it's kind of like a, a revolving door almost of uh, different different types of pieces. Brandon handles most of that stuff, but I um, I like process the orders and uh, do the shipping. Cool. Yeah. So, was the first time you came to Comic Con the first show Prop Store is at back in? Was it 2008 or something? Were you there for that one? Yes. Uh, I, I was there the, the first year we started going. Okay. We had, a, we had a 10 by, I think a 10 feet by 10 feet booth. And uh, it just brought a bunch of frame displays. And, you know, we, we, we didn't do that well as far as selling uh, items. But, um, you know, we, we kind of revamped it the next year and got a bigger booth. and, and we decided to not not bring a lot of uh, low-end items, but more so uh, shock people and, and wow them at, at our really really good good quality costumes and and uh, and and hero items, you know, yeah. that that people could just see from afar and be like, wow, that is it. And it, it was really hard to 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 show the average person that these are these are originals and they, these are not replicas. We don't make them, so. We thought we could. We thought, and we know that we can show people that these are these are the real things by bringing the the good stuff. Yeah. So, what what were your impressions of Comic Con the first time you came here? I thought it was freaking crazy, man. <laughs> I'd never been to anything like this. Like all the costumes and just heavy, heavy traffic, and uh, you know, a lot of a lot of different odors in the <laughs> in the halls. So. But yeah, it's cool. It's wild. I mean, it's a place where you can find pretty much anything movie-related, comic-related, television, uh, toys. It's it's great. I love it here. Yeah. It's so cool. So Good to be back. So in the time you you've been coming here now, what what do you see like changing and different like from year to year? Um, just you know the the overtaking of of the actual comic book section. You know, it mm -hmm. seems to be like this is a big draw for for TV and film, which, right. is, which is good for us, you know, because we do sell movie props and costumes, but uh, this did stem from the comic book craze, you know, right. but, you know, with all the Hollywood uh, Marvel movies coming out and, and superhero movies just killing in the box office, you can see why they want to be here, and I think it's great, I mean, and all the video games have jumped on board with with superhero games and, and uh, crossovers and so yeah that's that's what I see for this this convention cool so I interviewed um, Steven a few days ago about the Star Trek costumes you can have you guys have on display the Uhura one and the Khan one and he was talking about um, you guys are gonna have a special Star Trek um, sale event coming up can you talk about that a yeah, little bit yeah we're having a well we're having a big uh, a big Star Trek promotion on our website. Uh, items will be be available from those original movies, and uh, be on the lookout. Propstore.com, baby. Cool. <laughs> so, uh, so if people want to get in touch with you, they just go to the website and yeah, uh, yeah, go to the website. Uh, my or email Danhill at Propstore.com. If you have any shipping questions or or uh, you know, customer service uh, questions, I'm all. All ears and fingers. <laughs> unlike your action figures. Yeah, unlike my action figures. Exactly. All right, man. Well, thanks for taking the time out to uh, sit out here and enjoy the San Diego weather today. Thanks for having me, man. All right, thanks. Thank you for listening to our program, Prop Talk. 
For the latest news about the world of original television and movie memorabilia, please visit us online at www.originalpropblog.com.